Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tom Luganbill, ESPN College Football. How many years have you been with ESPN, Lukes? Uh, this coming fall, I'll be embarking on my 19th season. I cannot believe I'm saying that. Okay. 19th season. Wow. Um, who was more of an open book back in uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 when they were in this state? Hugh Freeze or Dan Mullen on Friday? Uh, actually, probably fairly equal. I would say that um, Hugh Greens is a little more um, kind of outgoing. Like, he'd come out to practice. He'd come over and chat with you and hang out a little bit. Um, but I would say in meetings, they were, they were very, very similar. I always joke with Dan Mullen now that he works here. Like, Dan Mullen had this routine. He used to drive us nuts. So we go in and, and we'd have our, our, our production uh, meeting all set up. And Bill Martin at the time was there. I think the last good guy, by the way, great guy, great guy, the Tennessee now. Yeah. Um, and you know he would have a, a lunch set up for us to lunch because we'd have you know the two coordinators, which really John Hefty was the coordinator, he just wasn't named. And <laughs> then uh, and uh, then we have you know a couple of players, but Dan would always come in last. And he would come in soaking wet after having worked out. Didn't go take a shower, didn't do nothing. Go right over to the food table and start grabbing some food and just start chowing down while he's talking to us. <laughs> and it's like, come on, coach, what are we doing, dude? And uh, and I, I always bust his shots about it to, to this day. But um, he's a, I would say, to answer your question, he's a little more guarded and not paranoid but maybe a little bit more guarded than, than Hugh Freeze was. Okay. What is Kirby Smart like? Um, a more personable, uh, you know what he's like? He's kind of like a blend of Sam Pittman and Nick Saban. Wow. He's, he's going he's gonna to be very guarded. He's not going to reveal an awful lot. He's going to keep things close to the vest, but he's going to do it in a very friendly country folk type manner if that makes sense so you still kind of have a lot of that you know we don't reveal much here and and you know we'll we'll answer questions to a certain point but extremely easy to get along with extremely uh welcoming i think here here's what i have found over the last 18 years is that you can go into a lot of places let's just say our game's on saturday afternoon we go in on thursday we're going to stop by practice 
On a Friday, we will get together with the coaching staffs in person, on site, and then we'll have our production meeting after that as a, as a television crew, and then Saturdays we go into the game. But what I have found is there are coaches that, um, when you come to practice, are awesome. They'll let you go anywhere, stand anywhere, watch any drill, they'll come spend time with you, hang out, probably more willing to talk to you about stuff in that setting than they are the next day in the production meeting, right? So you have that guy. Then Friday comes around. And sometimes I have found that that guy on Thursday is a completely different guy in the production meeting. Wow. And sometimes that guy is the same guy in the production meeting. Then I've also found that the guy that's the same guy on a Thursday or a Friday is a completely different guy on a Saturday. Um, and it's just interesting to see the shifting of emotions and how tightly wound these guys are and right. how much pressure is on them to perform and to win. And, you know, just when you think that the hay's in the barn, it's the end of the week, you've got the game plan down, you've got your kids prepared, you're still sick to death. You're still worried to death. You haven't covered <laughs> something, you know, you're wrong about something. And so that real nice, affable guy on a Thursday can oftentimes um, be a completely different personality on Saturday. Whereas a guy like Mark D'Antonio is the exact same guy Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Huh. He was a hell of a coach. Uh, Damn good coach. All right. So Tom Luganville, ESPN College Football on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Is is Dabo Swinney the same guy? Or what is he like on Friday afternoon before a game? Dabo Sweeney is the exact same guy on a call, in an in-person meeting, at practice, in pregame warm-up, at halftime, in postgame. There is zero difference in his personality, his uh, demeanor. It's always upbeat. It's always positive. It's always the same. That's just kind of how he's made. Um, the thing with Dabo, you got to be careful because he's, he's – He'll give you anything you want. You ask a question most coaches don't want to answer, he'll probably answer it. But when you, we always joke at the production crew, all right, now we've got a Zoom call with Dabo today. No more than two questions. Because those two questions might go 35 minutes. <laughs> so, he's one, yeah, he's one, he's, he's one of them dudes. So, Dabo is the same but opposite answer than Mike Leach. Y'all ask him one or two questions. He's not going to talk any football, but it still may be 45 minutes on a Friday? Yeah, yeah, very, very similar. And, like, um, you know, Mike Leach was, was – he'll answer anything you want to talk about football-wise. Um, and then, you know, where, where I found that I was able to kind of break the ice with him is, is not necessarily talking about his team or his players, but getting into the theory of the game with him. Like, you know, uh, for example, I could say, hey, coach, after all of these years, after all of these years – how is it that nobody has come up with an effective way to shut down the, the, the air raid mesh, which is kind of the staple of the, of the offense, right? So then you start getting him into that stuff. Well, then he'll start going down a whole other path, right? <laughs> and uh, which is a lot of fun. And then, you know, like I told you, we, we would talk beer. Um, he would always check my, my belt buckle to see what belt buckle I was wearing when we had one of their games. Hold on, for our I, listeners, we did this with yeah. Lugs for a couple of years. He's got a bunch of them, but one of them is a Coors Banquet Beer belt buckle, which is 
incredible. And two, Coors has now launched a new marketing campaign around the Coors Banquet beer. And Lugs and I both agree that it is excellent beer. Sorry, Tom, go ahead. Of course. The original banquet, the yellow can, absolutely. Um, but he would he would always ask about that. And I still, to this day, and I've always wondered, I've never asked, but every time I was in pregame warm-up with Mike Leach, he had a white styrofoam cup. And I always wanted to know what was in that. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Like it, it, sometimes it was coffee, but was it just coffee? Sometimes it was a clear liquid, but, but was it just a clear liquid? I could never know. It was always a mystery. And a spit cup at times, too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So have you, uh, Tom Lugan, Bill, sharing some stories here with us on the Out of Bounds show? Uh, this guy seems to be off the charts quirky. Have you done a Friday or, or a couple of Fridays with Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> well, yeah, so uh, I've got some. Here's the interesting thing about him. He actually, as a field analyst, makes my job a little easier because he doesn't do halftime or postgame interviews. He won't do them. So I don't have to deal with him in-game at all, which is actually kind of nice. Sure. Um, now, I'll go up and pre-visit with him and chat with him and things of that nature. And, um, and he's actually very easy to deal with and get along with. He is just, you think Mike Leach was quirky. Um, like this, this dude is at an entirely different cat. Um, and you know how I've shared with you with Mike Leach where there were sometimes you'd be having a conversation with him and Mike Leach looked at you and he looks like he's looking right through your eyes at the back of your head. Yes. But it wasn't, it wasn't in a manner that was disrespectful or that he wasn't paying attention. It was in a way that he was five to six steps ahead already. He was, he was hearing every word you're saying, all right, where am I going to go next? Where are we going to go next? Where are we going to go next? He was already calculating it. Jim Harbaugh has a lot of the same quirks, only when he's doing it, he's checked out, man. He don't want to be there. He doesn't want to be answering questions. He's got no time for it. And that's, that's, just, that's just his way. He is all football all the time and don't want to do anything else in any way, shape or form at all. And so, um, but when you deal with him, I mean, he's, he's, he's he's certainly a, a a nice guy. And, um, but like he'll, he'll, he'll play the, the paranoia games too. I had him, um, they had a quarterback issue and it it was fairly evident that the guy wasn't going to play. And, so what does he do? He rolls the guy out there in pregame warm-up. Full pad goes through the entire warm-up, but the guy doesn't throw a single pass, right? And it's like, all right, what do we do? You just ask this guy to get dressed out and walk around in full pads in pregame warm-up, knowing full well he can't throw and he's not going to play. Like, what's the end game here, Jim? It, it, that's, that's fantastic. All right, what about when you're – 
Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this guy is a freak. Um, all of his winning percentages, Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Ohio mm-hmm. State. Uh, could you get anything out of him on a Friday before a game? So I was very fortunate to have history with him. So I don't. I think I've shared this with you before. Back in 1991 or two, my dad was at San Diego State, needed to hire a running backs coach, and um, the two guys he interviewed for the job were Urban Meyer, who was at Colorado State at the time, and Sean Payton. And Sean had been a GA for my dad. And so he ends up hiring Sean, but I've known just growing up a coach's kid and in an era where, you know, my dad coached against Earl Bruce. Um, my dad coached under Frank Cush and Frank Cush and Woody Hayes were very, very similar people. And urban was coming up as a young coach. So when I first started to get to know urban in 2006, 2007, as a working professional, not a coach's kid, um, like my name was familiar to him. He knew my background. He knew where I had come from. So he was much more at ease with me. Um, now that didn't make it easy. Like he's, he's the most paranoid college coach I've been around in the last 18, 19 years. Wow. In fact, it might not even be close. Now Gus Malzahn's a close second. I could see but that. Gus Malzahn from a personality standpoint is, is a much better people person than Urban is. Urban, I've always said this. There are people that have vices in life. There are people that are addicted to gambling, substances, alcohol, women, what have you. Urban Meyer is 110% addicted to the sport of football. Addicted, without question. Um, and, And I've always enjoyed him because you always know where he stands. There is no gray area with him. Um, now, you may not always like it, and it may not always be enjoyable, but you always knew where you stood with him. And the guy won. He won a lot of football games. So there's a lot of people, including yourself, and I think I'm leaning this way too, that, that Dan Mullen may not coach again. But let's go with Urban. He's so much better on TV than I thought he would be. Um, well, you, by the way, by the way, you say that when he first came to work for us, uh-huh. he was downright dreadful. Yes, dreadful. Something but, clicked. Again, that doesn't matter. It's who you are um, that gets people to tune in. By and large, for the most part, that's what television has turned into. But you are correct. He has become very good on TV. He is. I didn't think he would be that good uh, with Fox. So my question to you, Tom Luganville, do you think he coaches again? I want to say no, um, and the only reason why I say that is his age and the, the, the circumstance, the, the, the job would have to be so perfect and so ready-made to win a national championship within a, a, a two- to four- or three- to five-year period that I just don't know if the timing of that would work out for him. Okay. All right. Uh, I want to go with one more before we let you go. Um, Tom Luganville, ESPN College Football on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. A guy that I'm pretty fascinated with. Looks like he may have also turned the corner in L.A. Um, Chip Kelly. What's... Mm -hmm. How how is it being around him uh, the week uh, on a Thursday or Friday going into a game that he's coaching? What's it like? Absolutely. Absolutely awesome. 
and I, you know, I've known him. I got to know him. I was very fortunate. I got to know him through Mike Bellotti, who hired him at Oregon. And I'd known Mike Bellotti for years. Then it turns out, you know, he takes over for Mike. Mike comes to work at ESPN. And now Mike and I are doing television three days a week for almost seven years. And so I really then got to get to know Chip even better in that regard. Um, the thing that's funny with Chip is he is a Northeasterner to his heart. He is a no-nonsense, doesn't care what anybody thinks of him, uh, has very little patience for, for shenanigans. But um, he's kind of like when you talk to him, it's like you're talking to a, uh, a guy from Charlestown, Mass, who's, who's just going to tell you what he thinks right off the top of his head. And if you don't like it, you don't like it, you know, uh, uh, you know, GFO, right? Right. Um, GFOH. And he just, just don't care. And, but I'll tell you what, he has done a really good job at a place that that place is not as easy or as good a job as people think it is. Right. They have very stringent academic requirements. They have issues in the transfer portal with who they'll let in. They have issues at the junior college level in terms of whether they let anybody in. And you could make an argument that he's as good of an evaluator of personnel um, and developer as anybody in college football right now because he's done it for the last five years at UCLA. Okay. We'll leave it there. Uh, will, will Urban Meyer coach again? Yeah, and the only ready-made, you know, it would have been like Southern Cal, but they went with Lincoln Riley, and if, if Sark doesn't work at Texas – but entering into the SEC, I mean, to, I think Texas is going to average another game and a half, maybe plus loss a year. So how does that look once you, once yeah. that all gets settled? So and and you know this. And by the way, before that, before that, that job might not be the one coming open. The other one in the state might be. That's a great point, Luke's. Yeah, because I, I figure by week four or five, Petrino and Jimbo throw down. And that thing becomes a, a big brouhaha in, in College Station. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. Where are you headed XFL this week? Oh, man, I got the best game of the weekend. I've got 2-0 St. Louis coming to 2-0 D.C. In, in D.C. at the best venue in the league, the Audi Field, the MLS Soccer Stadium. Place will be rocking. That's going to be awesome. A.J. McCarron. Um, yeah, playing good. His emotional postgame is pretty cool, man. Guys want to play and compete, and I thought that was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Tom Luganbill, ESPN College Football. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, and yet one of our listeners text in. I'm not kidding. He has a Coors Banquet Beer uh, belt buckle, and I think that's pretty awesome. He also has a PBR one. We're live in the Bank Plus studio show is driven by your next John Deere tractor at any of the Ag Up Equipment dealerships in Mississippi. You know what to do with your land. AgUp.com, baby. Ag Up Equipment. And the text line is 601-885-3776.